All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I decided to do this short podcast episode because I wanted to identify, before I went into the scene of the garden part two, the tree of life. Now, we have to understand, brothers and sisters, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that these are not two trees that are actual trees in a garden. Because this is what the Christian church, the Sunday church, will try and teach you. I want to open up with the book of Genesis 2 verse 9. Genesis 2 and 9. And out of the ground... Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. Now, these are trees that are like fruit trees. But remember, Genesis is a parable. Genesis, from this point, much of Genesis is a parable. So when in order to understand Genesis um, chapter 2 and 3 and, and uh, all the way up to 4, you have to understand some of the things that are in this long parable. Let's continue reading. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, brothers and sisters, we already went over, before we uh, touch on the tree of life, let's touch on this other tree, the tree of good and evil. Let's, let's go back again to understand what good is in Deuteronomy 618. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17, verse and 18. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 17. And believe me, brothers and sisters, the same understanding of good in the Old Testament is the same understanding of good in the New. I'm going to show you that. I'm going to go to three scriptures. Deuteronomy 6, 17 says, You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right. So it's right to keep the commandments and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land, which the Lord swore unto thy fathers. Nehemiah nine thirteen. The book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 13. This is a book that's right before the book of Job. Nehemiah 9, 13 says, Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai and spaketh with them from heaven and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good, good statutes and commandments. Romans Chapter 7, verse 12. 
Romans 7 and 12. We're pointing out what is good. There's nothing else good about anything that cannot be listed or read to you from the scriptures. Wherefore, Romans 7 and 12, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment is holy and just and good. So the law is good. Now, when we look at evil, we know immediately that that is the opposite of good. But I want to go to 2 Kings 17, verse 13. 2 Kings 17, verse 13 says, Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets, by all the seers, saying, Which are prophets, turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law, which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by the by my servant the prophets Proverbs 13 21. Now Proverbs 13 21 it is one that is obvious brothers and sisters very obvious Proverbs 13 verse 21 says evil pursueth sinners see wherever you see transgression of the law evil will always be there always but to the righteous which is the opposite of sinners those that keep the law good good shall be repaid because good always comes to those that keep the law because the law is good the law is good proverbs chapter 29 verse 6 says in the transgression of an evil evil man there is a snare so you're going to always have traps when you hang around with evil people but the righteous does sing and rejoice see the the righteous is always opposite of the sinner it can't be two of the same or one the same they're always opposite so when we go back we understand that the tree that is in the midst of this garden is a authority that has the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil. Now, I'm going to show you why, brothers and sisters. It's best to understand that evil existed before God even created man. Evil existed. Isaiah 45. Evil had already existed. And the reason why, brothers and sisters, I go over these scriptures, I went over these before, but sometimes it takes people, beginners, that have heard this for the first time, people that are beginners, they have never heard this. It takes at least two or three times teaching them this for them to understand. It says this, Isaiah 45, verse 7. It says, I form the light and create darkness. God did that in Genesis 1. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So evil was created by the Lord. But what people don't understand is, is that God is this type of God that I'm about to read unto you. And, they, and people don't understand. They always ask these questions to me. Well, why did God do this? Why did God do that? But let's look at what Deuteronomy Chapter 30, verse 15 says, 
It says, see, I have set before thee this day life and good, life and good, and death and evil. So God gave us a choice. Now, that's a loving God. We have a choice. And also in the garden, Adam and Eve had a choice. There was a tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They could choose which one they would do. But, you know, it is not without a little help. That is why in the first podcast episode I made, the scene of the garden, I let you know about the serpent that helped them because there, there are them, their, their, their wife and husband. You just can't blame the woman for listening to the serpent. Also, Adam has to be blamed because the two are one, like Christ said in Matthew 19. Let's get that understood now, brothers and sisters. So the payment is for both souls in the beginning. But I want to take a look at the tree of life. We we did we, we we researched a little bit about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I want to go back to a couple of chapters and verses about this um what what went on in the garden because a lot of people think that Eve bit into a pomegranate and took a piece to Adam and he also bit into it and magically, magically, they began to understand that they were naked. And we know that naked is transgression. But no, brothers and sisters, that is not what happened. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says death and life. Remember, we just read Deuteronomy 30 and 15. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The fruit was in the power of the tongue. Satan spoke to Eve. And the fruit, the work of his voice, deceived Eve, which we would which we had read in the book of Genesis three, verses four and five. We already know about Proverbs 13. See, when you see this word eat, you automatically see putting it in your literal mouth. But no, the Bible talks about eating being more, as I did in the first podcast, than just eating a literal food. Proverbs 13 and 2 says, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor transgressor the ones that transgress the law shall eat violence you cannot eat you cannot you cannot you eat you eat food but you also the eating of words this eating is a parable and a spiritual understanding of learning just like it says in ezekiel see the bible is going to tell you what the bible means other than that you're guessing let's look at the book of ezekiel chapter 3 and i want to start in verse 1. 
Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat thou that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the roll. You, Ezekiel is not going to eat parchment paper with ink writing on it. Come on, brothers and sisters. This is parable form. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly. What is thy belly? What is the belly he's talking about? Let's go back to Proverbs. Well, I, I will go there once I um, finish this up. Cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get thee unto the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. The words, speak with my words, the words were on the roll. The eating Ezekiel done was learn, read. Let's, let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. A talebearer is someone that goes around telling tales. They and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. The belly, again, brothers and sisters, is your mind. That's why Christ said in John, John 7, 38. John chapter 7, verse 38. It says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So, brothers and sisters, I just wanted to take a couple of scriptures for you to understand that um, they ate words. And of course, I read Jeremiah 15, 16, parable form. So the beginning of Genesis is not talking about them biting into fruit and then they knew sin. They learned transgression from the tree in the midst of the garden. And believe me, brothers and sisters, the same thing is happening Today, when you read Isaiah 66, verse 17, Isaiah 66, verse 17 says, they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves, not they're not sanctified by God nor purified by God. They sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination, which is sin, and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. This is a future prophecy. This same tree is in the midst now, teaching people to eat swine's flesh, teaching people to stay in abomination. God says, and the mouse and the little bitty creature shall be consumed. When are they going to be consumed? When you read verse 15, it says, for behold, I, the Lord, will come with fire, 
and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger and fury in his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Then it goes into they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in gardens behind one tree in the mist, eating swine's flesh, and the abomination and the mouth shall be consumed with that fire and that sword of the Lord together. Not the same tree exists today, letting you know that this tree is not talking about some tree. This tree is talking about a power that was in the garden, a kingdom that was in the garden from the beginning, with people, by the way. And Adam and Eve managed to be convinced by this tree that they would not die. But if they learned the knowledge of evil, that they shall be as gods. And you see, I went and said that that little G means kingdoms, judges. But let's look at the tree of life. Let's get a few scriptures, brothers and sisters, on this tree of life, because they also had that tree. Let's look at the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 30. Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 30. We're going to take a couple of them out of Proverbs. Proverbs 11, verse 30 says, The fruit of righteousness, the, or the fruit of the righteous, the fruit of the righteous people, the law keepers, is a tree of life. And he, which is the tree of life, death winneth souls, is wise. This is one of the only scriptures that talks about winning souls. You win souls with the fruit of the righteous. The fruit of the righteous, we're going to find out, comes with works. And it is a tree of life. And he, which is that tree, that one of souls is why. So the tree was a he in the beginning. Understand the parable. But it was a man that obtaineth righteous works. Same tree of life that was in the beginning. The fruit of the righteous. What is the fruit of the wicked? I'm going to show you the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. 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 The labor of the righteous. The righteous. The righteous identifying the righteous brothers and sisters i've done it before and i'm going to do it again i'm i'm going to keep doing it because there is no preacher out here that can say that man did not before his death commit the acts of righteousness you can be righteous you can commit the acts of righteousness luke 1 and 6 and they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. People can do that today. People are doing that today. But your Sunday preacher will say, no, no man can do that. They did it here. The Bible proves that they did it. The Bible also proves that Noah did it before the flood. Genesis chapter 7 Verse 1 says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thine house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous. 
before me in this generation. Noah in the flesh was committing the righteous commandments, the commandments of the Lord, because the commandments are what's righteous. And when we come, when we commit ourselves to the commandments, we understand that the commandments being as righteous as they are and us doing them, we can understand that the tree of life is near for us. Let's look at Proverbs 3.18. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. Now, this is Proverbs, a proverb that I like very much. Well, we're going to start in Proverbs 3, verse 1. Proverbs 3, verse 1 says, My son, forget not my law. And this whole chapter is about the law. Now, we know and verse 13, it switches to wisdom and understanding. But I'm going to take care of that once I read it. Because I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to read three verses out of Proverbs 3.18. Because we're identifying the tree of life. Proverbs 3 verse 1 says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Watch, watch verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee when you look at the world I'm, and i'm not going to go into that i'm going i'm not going to go into that i was going to go into isaiah 57 verse 21 which says there shall be no peace for the wicked and you keep wondering why there's no peace in this world brothers and sisters is because of wickedness transgression proverbs 29 16 is the best verse to go to to explain that proverbs 29 verse 16 i'm going to read it real quick it says when the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the righteous shall see their fall. In the end, brothers and sisters, those that don't keep the law or keep not the laws of the Lord will die. That's that's what's going to happen. It's also in the New Testament, written, written, written a lot, but never read. Christ says it himself. Well, uh, they read that Old Testament. Let's look at some of the new. Let's look at the gospel. The God. Well, let's see. The book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 43. Same thing. It says this. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who have ears to hear, let them hear. See, the righteous in both testaments are going to obtain good things. Those that keep God's law, the Ten Commandments with the statutes within them, we all know what's law and what's not. Let's get back to the tree of life. It says, happy is the man, we're going to drop down to verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. So see, people say, well, see, it doesn't say the commandments, it says wisdom. Psalms 111. See, this is why when, when you when you meet up with a Sunday church goer, they have they're already short of a lot, so you cannot go and confront them with anything that's that is to be read because they barely want to read the Bible. Psalms one eleven verse ten. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear the Lord, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen is to keep the commandments. And a good understanding have all they that do his commandments, 
his praise endureth forever. So wisdom and understanding come from keeping the commandments. Let's look at um let's look at first chronicles first chronicles 22 and 12 first chronicles 22 and 12 says only the lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning israel that thou mayest keep the law of the lord thy god so wisdom and understanding come from the law in case you need one more let's look at deuteronomy 4 Deuteronomy 4, verse 5 and 6. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even the Lord my God commanded me, as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whether ye go to possess it. Verse 6. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and, un and your understanding. To keep the commandments is the Israel's wisdom and understanding in the sight of all the nations. Which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this is this great nation is a wise and understanding people. So wisdom and understanding was in the laws. Verse 18, Proverbs 3. She, which is the wisdom that comes from the law, is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. Brothers and sisters, the tree of life, the tree of life that was in the beginning of the garden was the fruit, with the fruit of the law, the commandments, is what gave Adam and Eve the life. That was their life. That was their eternity. Proverbs 15 and 4. Proverbs 15 and 4 says this. A wholesome tongue, which the tree of life has, is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. And we know the spirit, Ephesians 4.23, is the spirit is the renewing when paul says that we needed to renew the spirit of our mind so the spirit is the mind but the wholesome word the wholesome words were the tree of life it is a tree of life so the tree of life had the quality of words and works and as long as adam and eve ate, learned from that tree they would live until Satan came along and lied to them. Just like Satan in man form is lying to the people today. Let's get the book of Revelation. I'm going right on back into this here. And I'm going to show you. Revelations chapter 22 verse 14. It says, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life. See, the commandments in the tree of life go hand in hand. They've, they've went hand in hand even back in the garden. Do you think that Sunday keepers are going to eat from the tree of life? You're seriously mistaken. Do you think that? You are seriously mistaken, brothers and sisters, if you think 
that those that don't keep the law are going to eat from the tree of life. That's why they created this bogus gospel that was cr created back in slavery. Talk about when you die, you go to heaven. When you serve the Caucasian Christ to your death, you're going to go to heaven. That's a made up story. That was only given to the slaves. It's not provable. You can't take 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7 through 9, where we are confident we're to be absent outside the body to be present. With. That is, If you're going to use one chapter and one verse, then you're going to have to go back to Psalms 140 and 13. Only the righteous shall dwell in his presence. And Sunday keepers are not righteous. You can't keep using Romans 3 and 10. Paul is quoting Solomon, Ecclesiastes 7, 20. And also he's quoting uh, Psalms 14 down, Psalm 53 down. They can't fool us. We know where they're going. Revelation 22, verse 14 says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, for they shall have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. The tree of life, brothers and sisters, let's get the book of John 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That tree of life in the garden was always Christ because God called men trees. Just read the book of Psalms. You, you, you and I that teach the truth, brothers and sisters, are trees. Psalms chapter 1 verse 3 says, well, verse 2 says, but he that delighteth in the law of the Lord and his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. Brothers and sisters, Jeremiah was a tree. Read Jeremiah eleven nineteen. The tree was always a man. Just like the tree was a man. But God also used serpent. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. Part two of the scene of the garden is 